Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Kill Shuffle. God damn, it's just another one. <laughs> Actually, it's not just another one. It's a very special one. First one of the year with new, fresh. Yeah, right, exactly, because yeah. this is our second show of the year, but it's our first show with uh, twenty-eight for all 2018 releases. Yes. Yeah, we're not cheaping out. Hell no. <laughs> we're, we're fully in there. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And this week, we are going to take a look at... Mania, the new album by Fallout Boy, Too Far Gone by Kane Hill, What Happens Next by Joe Satriani, or mm. Joe Satriani, Joe if you're Sat- from uh, California. <laughs> Satriani, it's Satri- <laughs> Satch. Not, it's not the Satch boogie, it's the Satch boogie. Satchy. Uh, and then finally, Hold On To Your Heart by The Exerts, and then we're also going to take a look back at the 2002 album by Karate called Some Boots. Yeah. Okay. Well, how are you feeling, Dylan? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm unprepared. <laughs> we're 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 kind of warming up here, yeah, um, physically chilly. and uh, mentally. emotionally and mentally to uh, to tackle these albums. But uh, yeah, so this is, I guess, this is our first time coming back to do a show after like a two week of doing it, doing it biweekly now. Yeah, um, and it gives you a lot of time to. It's it's kind of a new way of doing things for us. It gives you more time to like chew that album over and stuff. Yeah. In and and occasionally get get more used to the singles. Yeah, and it's been six goddamn weeks since the last actual new music right yeah right At so it's long long overdue so I'm, we're, I'm really excited to sink my teeth into um, some of these artists <laughs> some, <laughs> for some, better or worse some of these yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, unless gum, unless there's anything, the rest yeah I don't, I don't think there's anything n- like crazy singles or news wise um, uh, yeah there's a few new singles like Andrew yeah. WK released his new single oh really that's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> it's really awesome I'm not gonna lie so I'm looking forward to that Great, we'll have to um, cover that when yeah. it comes out. And then I know Zee Leonardo, which was an album that we both enjoyed quite a lot. Yeah, brought a new w- track out. Yeah, can't wait till that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. The only thing is, I, I really, I like, I really like the musical direction. I'm hoping that perhaps it's a one-off, just production-wise. It's still, you know, I thought the first one had pretty ropey production. Sometimes people would think of that as a uh, one of the points in favor that it's charming. But yes. I personally, I like clean, squeaky production. So, yeah. um, but in any case, the, the song itself is great. Yeah, so it is good. So, Keeping on the right direction. Yeah, fingers think. crossed. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on. Get on with the show. The show must go <laughs> okay, on. Okay, so we're gonna talk about mania. All caps. What kind of mania? <laughs> Fallout Boys kind of mania. Um, this is the third album of the Fallout Boy revival, right? They they yeah. did Folly Adieu in whatever year that was, like two thousand and eight or something and then they were gone yeah until 2013 uh, with yeah. uh, kill uh, rock and roll yeah yeah it wasn't actually that long ago yep at least yeah and then and then the second album of that revival was american dreams american psycho no american beauty american psycho yeah and then so this is um what the band are kind of calling a hard reset like a clearing of the cash as it were is this the hard reset now this or is, is that? Okay. this is so what the fuck was that before? yeah 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 exactly <laughs> They kind of yeah it's 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 interesting I suppose maybe that's a good place to start before we dig into the meat of mania like did you ha- have an opinion on Fallout Boy pre breakup and do you have an opinion on them post breakup I love them pre breakup okay like absolutely Folly Do was really creative and really interesting and vocal melodies were insanely good lyrics were great like he was at a point such a wordsmith <laughs> now yeah now uh, spoilers he's 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 quoting people first lyrics in. <laughs> Yeah, but, I yeah. I don't I don't think Stumps lost his lyrical touch, but uh, mm. yeah, he always he always did have a way with words. Yeah, he did, for sure. At some point, I I never got into Folly Do actually. Funnily enough, but I I absolutely love From Under the Cork Tree. Yeah, and the first bits al- and pieces the from first album's pretty good. The very first one, Take Us to Your Grave. Yeah, 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 and then bits and pieces from Infinity on High. Definitely, uh, I I hadn't I hadn't gone in on at all on the new stuff, hmm. um, but I took a little listen back just in the last couple of days and. I think what you kind of got was Fall Out Boy still trying to do this like rock star posturing with songs that were just not nearly like, like powerful uh, enough to um, warrant um, um, that. Um, um, Thurman, uh, that's off the last. Uh, that's off the album that came out Re- American in 2015. Beauty. American yeah. Beauty, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That was like them trying to hold on to something. Yeah, it, fe- I it, guess. it felt extremely pandering to. Yeah what a mainstream ear would enjoy yeah, with like that, what audience yeah. are you trying to go for at yeah, all yeah when you're like it, like in that song Centuries which I know did well for them but I I mean it's essentially just one 
mediocre vocal hook repeated over and over and then in the middle there's Tom's Diner that song I was like who is this you know who is this for it did well for them which is great but but it's not it wasn't for me you know what they had those albums as much as you hate them had a production a pop production sensibility like like what you'd expect from a pop production which is perfectly suitable yeah for radio atmosphere and kind of absolutely sound yeah maybe that's a good place to start I don't think certainly like sound and production wise this this one mania leans probably even heavier into the pop sphere uh no I, I don't think it's gonna work for a pop sphere <laughs> okay I, I think it's hanging on by its hamstrings okay so I'm any. getting the sense that you didn't enjoy this at all um no okay so you go you go for you give us give us everything you didn't like first okay um First off, what really got me because I listened to the album before, okay, just to see how it sounds mm-hmm. like with, with good headphones, and this sounds very cloudy, very there's not not much to it, even though there's huge sounds going on, it's 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 very cloudy. That's that's the one way I can I can I can describe that. Okay, and the other albums were not, and what you expect from a pop album is absolute pristine, made for bass. Uh, subwoofer kind of mm. action and this this doesn't deliver on that even though the songs seem like they want to the production is not quite shaking that's that that's really interesting yeah I, I, I didn't have any actually funny I prefer this production job to the few cuts I listened to off the, the last two I don't know it felt it, it felt like it, I, the way I felt about it was that they had previously had one leg in the past of them sort of still trying to put on a rock front and then one foot in the present of trying to keep up with pop trends whereas it feels like on this one they've just spread that like no we're no longer focusing on that aspect of um, what Fall Out Boy used to be and now we're just 100% a pop band and what come on may yeah. and that's but, the way that it sounds I think it does sound pristine but that's just to not, my ears it's not it's, 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 <laughs> you can't say it's, it's not it's not it's not even a good pop album <laughs> okay so like, hold, hold it up against anything pop related we've covered the, in the last year just on a whim that we've liked, mm-hmm. like uh, um, pa- Paramore's Paramore's After Laughter. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. Or just anything dancey related, mm. like even um, oh, what were the ones like you, She like, or something? No, or not no? She. Um, uh, Calvin Harris. Even that. Yeah, that was that was prepped and ready for mm. for the pop dance floor, so so to speak. So to speak, yeah. I definitely no, no. You're right. It doesn't. I, I definitely the pop dance floor only at certain points in this album feels like their goal. I think it. It very much more sounds like that they're just doing whatever the hell they want and feck the begrudgers. The only songs on this that I feel sound like they're pandering desperately to the mainstream are "Hold Me Tight" or "Don't," which is the, has that god awful dance hall dance, dance beat thing that yeah. that that everyone's trying to do and. I think almost universally sounds terrible. There's always exceptions, the, but the beach rhythm. Ass, yeah, it. it was the same reason why I could never get on board with Run by the Foo Fighters. It's that it's my least favorite beat of all, and they they do it particularly terribly on that track. And then well, there's, there's a difference between doing yeah. the samba kind of beat and yeah, then yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's then, fair. Well, then doing a Jason Derulo well, while you're yeah, 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 yeah. doing it with all yeah. the with the Caribbean marimbas and the yes. whistling and everything. It just that drives me nuts. Yeah. And there's another track on here. Um, towards the end which is which I think I'm not sure who the the guest is I hadn't heard of him but it very much sort of smacked of the label says that we should do a mm. track with this guy yeah and that's, it, that's it why you see no faults on their album Bur- Burn a Boy for the last three albums yeah. it's been once every two years no mm. qualm about that for them at least because well actually this album was was heavily delayed it was due was it? it was due out in September okay, um, 2017 and they were like you know we're still polishing up we need another six months to, to get it polished to the point where we 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 don't we like it. They may have kept it in hell. It, it may have been kept in hell during those <laughs> moments. I think. Okay. All right. Um, uh, yeah. So what else didn't tickle your fancy? Um, what else besides everything? Uh, because everything everything sucked quite thoroughly. Uh, I think. I think. Church mm-hmm. had little little tendrils of of what they used to do. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, That's interesting. It, like you could hear guitar, you could hear you could hear a bit of a bit of lead guitar as well, and a bit of bass thumping yeah. through it. Yeah, um, That's the only one you can really. <laughs> um, yeah, bit a bit of Wilson um, bits, only tiny little bits and pieces. 
Yeah, Wilson, funny, Will, yeah, Wilson, I think, the, as the name would suggest, is their little tribute to the Beach Boys. Just, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and they're, I it has that. that upbeat kind of 1950s, at least the, for chord-wise, and there's piano and stuff like that. that but it goes like, nowhere. It, 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 what is it? it yeah. Goes, it goes absolutely nowhere, I think. It's, it's a different feeling, I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, it is but, a different feeling. But, like, it's, it's not really a good song. <laughs> it's not just... Yeah, well, yeah. I, I you know I, I don't mind that one. It, it's a little, it, it smacks a little bit too much of Paper Planes by MIA. Exactly, it's got that okay. very same beat at the start, and it, and mm. also they rely on those. I think that song could have been um, dusted off a little bit better. There's a lot of 808 drums on this album, which don't do it any favors. No. I think the the 808 sound really, really. In the, especially in this kind of day and age, really explain the eight stuff. Explain the eight eight. It's that it's people. well, every, you're, everyone's familiar with it. It's that um, very obviously a drum machine, like not mm. not 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 just programmed drums, which can often sound just like a like a real drummer, yeah. but those really processed tinny uh, eight oh eight like eight oh eight synthesized drums that you hear on a lot of yeah. uh, R and B tracks. Like Beyonce uses them a lot, and Kanye West uses them a lot, and they they work great yeah. for a lot of hip hop artists, but. This just, it just sounds like they're trying yeah. to dynamic processing to a fault just to kind of well, keep it down when you have a perfectly good drummer in your band and some of the best moments on this album are when the band are at their most organic I would say musically um, like Young and Menace at the start I know that's yeah. vocally that's not organic <laughs> obviously I think but, they broke a machine during the middle but, of that, but, yeah. but but in terms of the <laughs> instrumentation it definitely is and there's some fantastic drums there and there's some great drums when the drummer is allowed to drum whereas I think when they they go for the yeah it does it, date, it dates it pretty badly mm. the, um, the 808 drums but yeah, yeah I hear you but uh, yeah Church reminded me more of uh, Oasis than anything else okay. with, it, well it, a rock it, band it reminded me yeah, of yeah 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 right yeah yeah it kind of yeah it was sort of like a, this or, or actually do you remember that time between kind of 2004 and maybe 2008 which was like the UK soul revival it was like the time when you had like Amy Winehouse and Duffy and all of those people yeah. who are, you know, bringing back big band and stuff. That's kind of what it reminds me of a bit as well. Is that well, no holds barred? I like, th- I think let's he- get a choir in. Let's get, you know. <laughs> I think Heaven's Gate really fucked that over the edge from what Church promised. It was like, oh, Church should be, there should be a good turn on this album. And then Heaven's Gate pulls it back down again with kind of a mm. very, I don't know. Um, how would you describe it? A Twenty One Pilotsy kind of gospely. Oh, very much, very much in the Ed Sheeran mold. I would have said yes, yes, okay. But but yeah. I think they, I think they do it better there than I think. Mm. It's kind of one of those. If anyone's going to do it, they do it the best. And I think as much as I dislike that type of song and that type of delivery, I think on Heaven's Gate they actually do a pretty good job of of. Um, adapting it to their own style if that makes yeah. sense i don't think it's it's not a straight up it's kind of a pastiche of yeah. that type of song rather than just like the way ed sheeran does it being really super sincere and saccharine i think that it's it's got its tongue in its cheek which is actually the reason why spoilers i actually quite enjoyed a lot of this album because okay. i don't think it takes itself too seriously okay well, well it feels I, I, like I, them I, fucking I, around in the studio i think i'd get a kick out of listening to an ed sheeran album more than i would Fall Out Boy in this day and age. I know. And I'm the Fall Out Boy fan out of all of us. I, I still yeah. I still belt out the lyrics whenever they come on in the old yeah. Under, the Cork Tree, Under the Cork Tree stuff. And like, it's not there. So, okay. So, quick fire, quick fire, uh, hook, hook, quick fire hook round. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't like, um, if I can live through this, I can do anything? Oh, God, no. You didn't like, no. I wonder if your therapist That's, knows everything that, about that, me? That was made for... You didn't uh, like Champion, Champion was made out of. <laughs> you didn't like I'll stop wearing black when they make no. a darker color. No, sorry. Oh so, man, sorry, sorry, FIFA eighteen. <laughs> you can keep no those songs. No way. Oh well, actually, do you know what? You know. Maybe it's because I'm a sucker for this, but I'm about to. This is a deep dive. <laughs> Funnily enough, I kind of love the High School Musical movies just purely from. A, I think the songs are really well written. Yeah, you stay over on that. They're side really well written, <laughs> catchy pop songs and. Um, in every single one of those movies there's a song yeah. where Zac Efron gets sad and angry and that song Champions reminds me of those songs from the High School Music movies which again I'm like call, I'm a heap of trash but because it reminds me of that I actually kind of like it well let's get Zac Efron <laughs> instead of Pat Stump then and let's leave it at that also a pretty good singer they wouldn't let him sing in the first movie but he's actually a pretty good singer you know what I'll give it that <laughs> Pat Stump is still a good singer oh and Pat Stump is a good singer he, too he isn't losing that no, 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 no. He, yeah, Sadly, he, it's he, very misplaced. And in the first song, it's, it's <laughs> chopped, screwed, and, you know, Young and fucked in a turbine, turbine engine. You weren't feeling it? Uh, 
Well, well what's surprising about it? There's everything. Nothing. I've never I, heard I anything mean, like it before. I, I have. I've heard the chord progression so much. So much. I know it's huge and it's almost the most metal kind of thing you'll hear, but like what what, what? there's no surprise there's something about it i think it's um, the way that it, it's, i don't it's, care yeah i've i've heard dubstep i've heard that that's how it's not dubstep though yeah, it's I'm, different it's that from vocals it's yeah. the vocals actually that interest me on that track not not the process although i do you know again it kind of reminds me of what i like used to like so much about uh skrillex and that movement of uh electronic music where you know it's like the high high regular hyper aggressive um electronic music is it's the complexity of what they do with the musical canvas and the vocals and everything but mm. I like when they peel it back and those, those verses I think are really cool uh, the verses are kind of and they kind of remind me the, of like 90s pop or something that's the verses but the, the chorus <laughs> it, it's the same trick over and over again in the chorus same same lines same lyrics yeah. and same kind of um, I don't know what they're doing with yeah, I know. They have, it's like they have a dial and they're turning up to 12 and back and forth every other second. Yeah, but it's a short. It's, I mean, it's it only is. like, two, what is it, like two and a half, three minutes max? Yeah. It's pretty short. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then I'm just, last of the real ones didn't get you, that... It's a bit bit too bit too frantic for me. It's, it, it's yeah. kind of like, if this didn't have Pat's voice, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, it probably could. That, that. And it sounds like his voice is sped up at parts, which is kind of weird. But it's not. It's not. It's yeah. Just, it's just the vocal And that could just be studio fuckery because that's, uh, there's a lot of that going on in this, yeah. this album. Would, uh, put it this way. Would you feel any different more? Would you feel any differently about this if it was a Patrick Stump solo album? Mm. Well, I know Patrick Stump has done better stuff in a solo, solo yeah. work for a fact. Okay. Like he's actually, yeah, actually it's pretty good stuff. Okay. And we're now living in a day where Panic at Disco do better pop than Fall Out Boy do pop. I don't think I prefer that Panic. Uh, it's 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 the, interesting. The, the Emperor, what was it called in the Last Emperor or something? Yeah, or? it's interesting at that. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Pull, it lands. Yeah, it lands pretty well. Whereas mm-hmm. this does not. This hasn't even taken off one. Yeah, bit. that's funny that you that you don't scrape any joy out of this. No. I yeah, the only it's really actually there's only a few things that keep me from really liking this album, which is those two dreadful dance hall sort of I don't, I don't want to say grime but like those no, pandering to what happened to be popular in sort of early to mid 2017 tracks which is yeah. Homie Tyler Don't and the other one I think it ends on a whimper I think that Bishop's Knife Trick song isn't, isn't great it's just kind of a nothing song yeah apart from that I really like everything else so <sighs> like a couple, a couple tracks shorter and you might be talking to a very it much sounds, convinced Donald right now it sounds old and just Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, as opposed to like Fall Out Boy's absolute youth where this is like, mm. this makes them seem very old, even though they're still quite young musicians. At points. Like, At like, points, like a yes. guy in their late 60s or no, late, say early 60s trying, trying <laughs> to, trying to do something like, like, like a pit bull would do. But At points. Yes, I agree with you. And that shouldn't be the case. But I think, I think when, I think they have carved out their own new style for themselves mm. on half of this album or elite or maybe up to two thirds and then the other the rest of it yeah you're I agree they do sound like old white guys trying to uh, ape whatever happens to be popular at the moment yeah. but the ratio as far as I'm concerned is good and I like this a lot more than I was expecting to um, oh dear <laughs> oh I liked dear. it more than I was expecting oh to okay. Do you know what that, 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 that's, 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 that second song that I was talking about with the, with the guest star Sunshine Riptide it's called mm. really reminds me of the very very worst of Weezer's new stuff oh yeah like just trying to be cool or trying to kind of inject this sort of hip hop soul uh, element into your music when you don't have any idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. But I, again, I, I just can't go on bashing it because I enjoyed listening to it too much. Yeah, there was moments of, oh, but for the most part, I was kind of super into it. So, Well, that's a shame. That's Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where our scores land on this one. Yeah. So if you could pick a favorite track somehow, would it be, would it oh, be Church? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it would probably be The Last of the Real Ones. Because I just love that line. Yeah. Uh, Does your therapist know everything about me? I think that's a great line. And then actually, um, 
even though I don't think Wilson is the best song on it, I do I do like that line where he says, I'll stop wearing black when they make a darker colour. <laughs> it's it's I think he's still got it lyrically. In that song. I think he's bit. got on mo- most of this album. But that's all. That's all the, That's all this they've got now mm. is his voice. Mm. And I, other from that, they're absolutely indistinguishable to anybody else in the pop sphere, but with a worse production. With that in mind, what would you give it out of 10? A two. Yeah, okay. Two songs. Do we rate Linkin Park? Because uh, I, I think that might I, be an all-time I, low. I think I gave it a one. Okay, I think, you may, I think we may have given and it a NG. one. But that's definitely the <laughs> lowest score of 2018 so mm-hmm. far. Okay, so uh, Fall Out Boy, Mania. Uh, my favorite song for the record, I did tell you, sorry, it was, over, it was the last three ones. Uh, it's actually going to get a seven from me. What? Listen, so, I... I, I I I, I want to see what they could possibly do now that they feel they're confident in the pop sphere. They feel, not us. They. I want to see what else they feel they could do. Because you know the way. So they're not stars, they're not booted from our roster just yet. <sighs> or or for you, does this disqualify them from further coverage? No, I'll qualify. Okay, like okay. like same as Lady Gaga release. I'm mm-hmm. surprised pop stars can still innovate. Yep. Hopefully they'll see their mistakes and I don't know. Probably not. Okay. They, they seem to like this quite a bit. So whatever. Awesome. The, right. fans, the fans aren't, or at least the new fans from the last three albums, <laughs> because the old, <laughs> they're, they're still like the old their guards. teens. Yeah, they don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. old Fall Out Boy. No. I'm being curmudgeon about it, but that's true. No, well, they're a completely, well, one thing I will totally agree with you on is they're a completely different band. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I had to almost try and keep in my mind at all times was, I can't. this is not the same band that wrote um, Trigger We're Going Down whatever like it, they're just not the same people anymore but with all that being said um, that's a huge differential so a five point differential there between me and Dylan on um, on Mania by Fall Out Boy yeah. if only to see which side you land on yeah. I would recommend listening to it so yeah. let's move on um, the next album is by a band from New Orleans yeah. Louisiana called Cane Hill Cane Hill I cannot believe that we're covering Kane Hill's second album already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it does not feel like that now. long since... Th- talk about a um, a band with something to prove. I mean, yeah. this is their second album in as many years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, do you think any any of this would be left over from the sessions during that album? Not at all. That's interesting. That's a completely different sound my, yeah. to my ears anyway. Because to me... It, it it seems like it's not trying to be they're not trying to be another band like many bands in one anymore at least at least they've 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 kept that down to a low mm. whereas last time we were flying tons of comparisons yeah they were derivative to like corn stuff like that uh yeah right yeah I think I think I think when Kane Hill emerged uh, their debut album was subtitled as far as I remember but you know it. it it's when a, when a band, new band emerges and they have striking similarities to Corn and Slipknot mm-hmm. and at times like Rob Zombie and Alice in Chains and things yeah. like it's impossible not to bring up those comparisons but at the same time I always felt like they had something that was their own and that's come to the fore here I think so um, on the album is called Too Far Gone just so yeah. you know yeah in a few ways mm. I think I, I think um, this is more them experimenting more so Yep, I think the first album was a lot more hooky. Does that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think the hooks the hooks maybe presented themselves to you sooner, but I think this album has as many. They're just they just might take a little time to warm up to. Uh, yeah, um, I'd, I'd say it's it's an album of two halves, definitely. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, album of two halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half being pretty good. Second <laughs> half being pre- a, a lot of floaters, <laughs> a lot of floaters. Okay, good sounding floaters, mind you. Yeah, but um. I'm trying to find the point where it really clicked that it was they're trying a bit too hard okay. to sound badass. Hmm. Um, I think Scumbag or It Follows uh, is when it really lost me. Fair enough. But the first half is really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it almost Six, opens with yeah. like this machine head style mm-hmm. riffing. Like there's parts in this album. I think yeah. Scumbag is actually another one of them, but the very the very start that sound it sounds a bit like employed to serve. Yeah, in a guitar-y sense, like the very wiry. Yeah, bash. But there's like there's kinda. almost like a, a full on pummeling thrash mm-hmm. kind of to it, and then it, and then it like 
I don't think there's any point in denying it's new metal. That's what this is. I mean, mm-hmm. as I say, like there, you, there are still comparisons to be drawn to. Oh yeah, but less. Slipknot. Thankfully, less. But yeah, but for example, for they're they lean in pretty heavily on guitar solos in this album. Which, they, they do, they do. Which is very out of step if you are considering them purely as and a, a few metal band. few more weird ballady bits, which I think is them. At most, comparisons can be made to Alice in Chains. Yeah. Um, especially through um, Singing in the Swamp and Why. Yeah. Which which made me think of Wood by Alice in Chains. Right, yeah, even with the, yeah, totally. the question mark. Yeah. But on there, Singing... There's, there's, actually, Why sounded a lot like just blatant corn mixed with Alice yeah. in Chains. Yeah. There, the, I hear Especially yeah. uh, the vocal inflections more than anything else. Yeah, I think I think the band is is pretty much fresh on their heels, experimenting with new stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, I I like when a band doesn't keep their progression to themselves. Like where you're waiting for the, sort of for like four years between albums, and there are these massive quantum leaps. I would much rather for a band that I like, like Kane Hill, I would much rather get an album every two years, and then for it, you know them to slowly I, I, slowly I think, build. I towards think that's going to be the way for for bands starting like this. Yeah, small bands starting like this. You mentioned singing in the swamp. That I think that of everything has the most that I've never heard from them, or almost mm-hmm. from like any other. It, yeah, because I was genuinely surprised. Actually. Yeah, yeah, because it has this huge, like halftime melodic chorus, yeah. which almost reminds me of like something that uh, soul work would do, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because the first album sounded to my ears very pulpy in its approach towards. Um, referencing what they love in mm. new metal and this yep. that's singing in the swamp sounded like kind of a new territory you know band that most I mean it reminded me a little bit of Lamb of God that but Tooth Grinder remember uh, that band we covered yeah, yeah, late yeah, last yeah. year yeah yeah they, like or, or or even that guitar tone it kind of, it's kind of like a like a Brit Rock type thing like a like a bad sign you sort know of. it's Mm. It was a big departure from, and I I love that song. I mean that I was hoping that there'd be another Saint Veronica, which was my favorite song off the last one. Was kind of the ballad, and I think Lord of the Flies kind of covers that at points. Yeah, but it, Lord of the, Lord of Flies is chorus. super heavy. Yeah, I mean the chorus is melodic, but, but the chorus is sore quite well. I think. Yeah, which, which I didn't expect. Yeah, expect. The, yeah, expect he, he almost brutal. has a he almost has like a real powerful hard rock voice in yeah. that, that song. Yeah, he can ape that quite well. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah, is, there's actually two Elijahs in this band. Uh, Elijah, oh, wow. the singer, Elijah, guitar player. But cool. Yeah, he's and I, I, I think he's managed to squeeze his voice into a more recognizable, yeah. um, cohesive format here. Slowly. Yeah, it, not, he's not, not as all over the not, place. Not fully though. Um, for uh, me, no. As, for as me, I said, with why it was like mm. that blatantly sounds like you trying to do a Davis kind of yeah I don't it's weird and uh, then there's a then, yeah. he, then I think there's a yeah which sounds so much like like Corey, Staley Corey Taylor no yeah. Staley from from, from Alice in Chains, Chains. Oh. Ex- yeah. exactly that staple yeah I was like that kind of look that kind of seemed thrown in there yeah maybe and it definitely picked up in my ears because well, I mean I, have I wasn't thinking Chains. about yeah, that yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking <laughs> about that for the whole song beforehand until yeah. that part, I think it's like in the middle eighth of that song. But but there's more. Yeah, I agree. Like I have it written down there as well. So you know, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. But like on on Erased, I think they kind of almost go into like Manson type territory. Uh, yeah, or like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. There's something else. It, it, go, it the, rather the, than there. There definitely is. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. actual experimentation, mm. which is great because, uh, for, at least for me, mm. if I ever got to write a second, if I ever got to write a second album, mm. or even a first album, but more so the approach to a second album, I would try my best to not ape any musicians out there. Yeah. Whereas it, that's why it puzzles me so much that there's still some bits in a second album of an artist that's still, that's still kind of, well, not a copycat. No, I don't think anything fair. here, I, I don't think anything here is copycat. No, I just no, think, no. I just think that everybody is a product of their musical upbringing and that's just where these guys are coming from and everything, put it this way, if I felt like it didn't contribute to the canon, then, you know, there wouldn't be any point talking about it on the show and there certainly wouldn't be any point in saying it's good. But I I think, I think everything they do, inspired as it may be by the past, it sounds current. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, the chorus from It Follows, I think, is as powerful as anything those bands like that could stand toe to toe with a chorus of any of those bands mm. um it's just the way that his 
that kind of uh it's all not quite wrapped but like that vocal melody is so rhythmical for slipknot and it's so groovy it's yeah but slipknot is almost more scattergun it's yeah yeah. and 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 corn isn't normally quite that dancey it's something even more than either of those things stuck between a david draymond and a hard place (laughs) oh man i just that every Um, time he's like i'm just a magnet for pain that gets me every time it's so good Really cool chorus. My fa- that's probably my favorite moment of the whole album, actually. Okay, that, that's follows. Possi- and that's right towards the end. Possibly a low point for me. Interesting, um, but there are lower points coming on. <laughs> um, okay, like, hate, like what? Ha- hateful sounds ridiculous. Yeah, hateful sounds just just like br- like at least what I don't like from music is brutal for the sake of brutal to show off that you're being yeah, brutal. Perhaps. Um, it comes from a long lineage of I just I know that Cor- like Corn almost brought it to the yeah. point of ludicrousness. The amount of songs they like they have a song called "Wake Up Hate." They have a song called "Hating." They have a song called "Ah." Oh, there's another one. There's, there's uh, hate, something else. There's like about five songs that have hate in the title, yeah. which I just find hilarious. Well, I don't think that was. It's like, probably the worst song on the album. I don't think that was outwardly seemed like it was threatening the listener. <laughs> it almost no. seemed like yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if I was listen, if I was in the middle of a field listening to this live, mm. and I wasn't liking it, people would notice, and <laughs> I wouldn't feel so comfortable <laughs> around yeah. those people. That's the feeling I get from that kind of song, you know. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's, I think "Hateful" is probably the worst moment of the album, but for my money, that's you know, it's still good. I still, yeah. I still, yeah. I still like it. There's still yeah. bits I really like yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. I I would have liked more from other artists. Mm. Um, like, like uh, you know my kind of slight little dislike of Code Orange. Yeah. It's like, this is kind of what I wish Code Orange were doing more of, especially yeah. in the first song. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah and it's more he, Elijah flips between um, melody and harsh vocals yeah. more easily. I, I like the balance. I like, I, like, I, like, balance. I like his balance. And he actually does a third thing on this album, which you don't hear so much on the first one, which is he does that like... Anders Frieden from In Flames used to do it a lot before yeah. he learned how to sing. Oh yeah, which is like he's kind of groaking the lyrics yeah. like this. Oh, yeah, I like that. I always find, I always found that a cool effect yes. for for a verse in a heavy song. Um, yeah, to kind of croak the lyrics. What was out. it vocal, vocal fry? I think is the term. Yeah, pure yeah. like not yeah. like a vocal fr- vocal fry scream, but a vocal yeah. fry croak. Yeah, not um, not not your fucking Zoe Deschanel vocal fry. God, no, <laughs> it's not your dad's vocal fry. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I, I I think. For me, I think it is actually a better album than the first oh, yeah. one. Yeah, and absolutely. The I, first one made it into my top twenty. So, um, you know, I like year. you know, I like just one song from that album, and that's the one you kept on showing me. Say Veronica. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, the only okay. one. That was the only one I liked. The only one. I had a feeling you didn't you didn't like it. So, that, yeah. so six songs more. That's a step up for me. That's a huge and step up. If they combine um, creative efforts of both albums for the next one, that would be mm. nice. Yeah, like a explore something totally new with the catchiness and the create and the and the um creativeness of the yeah. second album and then like keep, totally keep developing those elements of the sound that are and natu- unique naturally you're going to lose the um kind of like kind of coattail inspirations that you see yeah but part of me part yeah, of me is, is selfish and, and doesn't want that to happen because <sighs> part like some of the best p- moments on the album are just those like bash you around the oh, head yeah. like corn style riffs Every, like, I'm not gonna yeah. lie I would love to write a corn song that's t- stereotypically corn yeah. yeah but I have those bands <laughs> you know they're always there for me I'll do something different yeah. thanks yeah well I, I, I do think that Kane and I are doing something different although yes in, yeah. in, in following in the footsteps of the past but I, I still think they're um, carving their own path so what, what was your favourite song overall Um, like Singing in the Swamp is mm. something I will go back to yeah. quite a bit. Like, it's on my rotation now. Okay. Yeah. That was, I mean, I, I probably would have said Singing in the Swamp, but just for that incredible bouncing chorus, I'm going to go It Follows. I love that one. That's fair. Okay, cool. Um, I will give it a nine. And Dylan? Um, seven. I'll give it a seven. Awesome. Great. It's not quite a masterpiece. But we're getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. All right. So uh, that's, the album is called Too Far Gone by Kane Hill. And... You could probably guess from our conversation which bands, if you like those bands, you'll uh-huh. like this. Not gone enough. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's not a Statler and Waldorf kind of thing. Um, I would strongly suggest checking it out. All right, let's Moving move on. on. Moving on. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. An, an old hand uh, in, the, in the rock business. Yes. This man is called Joe Satriani. Yes. 
And he is joined by Deep Purple bassist Glenn Hughes yeah. and Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith yeah. for a brand new album called What Happens Next. Yes. Uh, a, an album of guitar fireworks. It is. Guitar. Uh, well, that's why. Moments you're... of quiet and tranquility yeah. and guitar uh, theatrics <laughs> of all descriptions. You seem like you're scraping for, for stuff you know about Joe Satch. <laughs> he guitar. plays the guitar. He plays guitar, right? <laughs> uh, this is what his... 27th album or something uh, 15th 16th <laughs> 15th or 16th yeah. okay cool Say, su- suffice it to say Joe Satriani has been making instrumental guitar music for a very long time he's covered a lot of ground with his his guitar stuff yeah. initially it used to be very much solos with a band behind him and then it changed quite a bit <laughs> and it continued yeah. to be solos with a band behind him no um, see I think I I started to kind of ditched the Satch train for a while okay um, then three albums ago uh, I think it was um, Infinite Momentum came out that was mm-hmm. 20, 2013 okay um, and that's kind of like the new resurgence of what he was trying to do musically happened um, which was a lot of a lot of like progressive weirdness really like a lot of like a lot of like the airy stuff you hear from like Disperse Ima- imagine Disperse like, you hear a bit of this in this album mm. but Especially on uh, Invisible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just a lot of... It, hmm. Like, okay, put it this way. You know CTY and Pliny and Sarah yeah. Longfield yeah. and We Built the Sky and stuff? Are they all inspired by Joe Satriani? Oh, Is yeah. he the originator of this stuff? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say he's okay. definitely up there. Yeah. Because um, um, what, yeah, what I do hear is elements the, of the that. Last, the, the last three albums were very much kind of here is him composing a song with bridges and choruses and middle right. and different bits and it's not just a guitar it's not just uh, guitar wankery um, whereas this album uh, diff- differs from the last two albums in that it's more him shooting for rhythmic stuff it's a lot more bare bones uh, rock I guess like this bare bones yeah, hard yeah. rocking well yeah this, this, this is like yeah. rip rollicking rock and roll it is like it's 11 or 12 like totally discreet different songs and a lot of them you know a lot well, of them you could almost say are themed yeah well the other two albums were like that as well okay but just this is a different style again yeah. and so far as to say I don't think it's what I wanted him where, okay. where, where I wanted him to go okay. I'll show you some of the stuff afterwards sure just to show you how surprised I am mm. that he that he ditched some of that um just just sonic yeah uh Devin Townsend awesomeness in the last two albums because that was a great route to follow and I guess this seems like a, just a passion project he hasn't done but that that's weird because he has kind of done this stuff before like mm. I'm not sure if you know his song Satch Boogie or Surfing with the Alien I think I might know um, Surfing with the Alien. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, late, that's his late 80s stuff. Okay. And um, that's not too far off from this. So I guess this is... It's just... A throwback, maybe. A, a, a throwback. But it definitely is more rhythmic. Does that make sense? There's more more him do, pulling off ri- like weird rhythm, rhythmy stuff. Yeah. He's not soloing everywhere. No, yeah. You like, hear that in the yeah, second... No, 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 especially no. in the second song, I think. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, on uh, ca- and, uh, ca- is Catbot the second Catbot, song? Catbot. Oh, yeah. yeah. That almost sounds like, uh, could you spot where we the recording stopped just there, by the way? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're picking up because our recorder broke or something. But um, Catbot, I think, sounds like uh, him going, okay, let's see, uh, Robot, Catbot. Let's do something that sounds like electronic, but then move it into. Then it almost goes into this weird, like Gothenburg style middle eight. It's, and a, then, it's a, two yeah. songs in one. Yeah, um, and it ends with like a yeah. roaring Afghan wig style piano infused. Yeah, like, if, if anything, I like the landing. I like, I like the landings these songs take more than they start. You know, hundred yeah. percent. I agree with you. Yes, yeah. there's, there's there's certain songs that that's, they develop pretty well. Cherry Blossom is one. Righteous is another. Um, Looper is another. I think even it, 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 Invisible, they all start, and I'm like, oh, this just sounds, it just sounds like demo song. Yeah. It's a, like, it sounds like you go into Garage Band, and it's just like, this. You just a couple of songs, you can just, just see what something looks like yeah. in the in the app, and you just hit First play. First one or a second one. For, yeah, and you're like, okay, great, like, this, this one's called mm. Rock. This one's called uh, f- Rock Funk or something. Yeah. But then they go into such interesting places, yeah. like... Head Rush's Middle Eighth. 
Yes. Apple, it, sound, it just sounds like the stuff I've always wanted in the last two albums. I want to hear Jack Black do Head Rush, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a perfect Tenacious D song. That sounds like so Tenacious D sounds actually kind of a yeah. Sounds like a callback to Satch Boogie, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then and then it brings it back to this huge, huge sonic hyperdrive weirdness. Yes. That I really like. Um, very airy, him being subtle with his guitar work, which is really cool. Yeah, this, there leaving is the, so, subtlety here, for sure. Leaving the al- leaving the uh, the artists, the other artists featured to do stuff as well, which is cool. Yeah. That's cool, because, you know, you're featuring two of the best musicians on the planet with you you got it yeah it is it is fun yeah. it's especially fun hearing because we know well, obviously the direction that Red Hot Chili Peppers has taken in the last couple of albums so it is fun to hear um, Chad Smith pushing himself yeah. like with those metal chugs yeah. at the end of I, I, Cherry Blossoms like this has been the first time since like Blood, Blood, Blood Sugar whereas he's gone fully yeah. with the rock so to speak yeah like th- Thunder on the Mountain again yeah. like another full rock energy song yeah um, which is cool but again yeah, a lot of the songs just start, as I've written here, yeah. like an infomercial for stool firming tablets. And I'm like, no matter where a song goes, it's hard to recover from something that just sounds so like elevator music. Yeah. But, 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 but you know, because there's so much good here, it makes you go, you know, why didn't they just rework that or, or make or just, just, just twist it, tweak it slightly so that it's less predictable? Um, I think, yeah, you know, it, it, it's almost like he's going with his gut feeling yeah. of how it felt on the first take that could be it like this is my guitar thing I'm going to play it through and see how it goes but he, he, he composes around that pretty well I think in the last three albums he's learned yeah. how to compose pretty well with another ba- with, with like a backing band okay. a proper backing band and on not, the last few albums right w- 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 would the closest thing to that be there's, there's a bit where he's doing tremolo picking on the chorus of Invisible and it's like it, it, it almost sounds like black metal or something like he's going I don't think and there's so a, there's, a, there's this and it's well, just one of those moments where everybody has an equal contribution because he's doing oh yeah, this mad yeah. picking the bass line is this cool sending bass line and the drums are doing something else there is a bit of that Yeah, I think in the other albums it sounded a lot more alien okay. this, this sounds a lot more human grounded well, that's what he. Yeah, he said that himself. More, more like the contemporary. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh yeah. Did you just think no, of that? No, no. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's no. He I... literally there was an interview with him where he was like, the last two or three were concept albums based on the perspective of an alien. This is okay. a human yeah. with both feet planted firmly on the ground, blood pumping in his okay. heart, and like optimism and that um, kind of thing. But yeah, this yeah. sounds like the people he has taught. If that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kirk, yeah. Kirk Hammett's and all that. He he taught him um, Steve Vai as well. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was I didn't realize he's he's of an older vintage than Steve Vai. I thought he was yeah. younger. <laughs> but he's yeah, no, uh, sixty. I think he's in the sixties now. He is, yeah, he's sixty-one. I think he's very young. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, the only the only song on this album that I think has nothing. That every every single song on this album has something that makes me go ah or like oh that's really cool or yeah or will he really pull that one back that, to the that's, that's a saving grace at least because it it, it, it saves me from losing hope which yeah. I was kind of very quickly Looper is the only one that I, I can't find any hope I'm like oh no yeah no that sounds very ballroom Dad, dad's dancing to us what I've got here is it's so far from edgy that it's spherical <laughs> it's just pure it's flat man it's pure a, dad rock flat circle yeah um, yeah yeah but uh, but you know but like I said it's still an enjoyable listen definitely yeah. an enjoyable listen yeah I don't know if I'd come back to it um, Bits Bits I'd come back to Bits, bits. which the other albums I hold in very high regard mm. as I'll show you in a bit but, okay yeah alright so you know it's know. a mixed bag from Joe Satriani what happens next yeah diminishing returns I hate to say because I love him I still love him I, I love what he does in this but compared to just three albums ago you'd think it'd keep going up it yeah. would, or just like two years ago you'd think it would stay on that track but I don't know okay alright well what was your favourite song in, in the end mm-hmm. Head Rush or What Happens Next I like that one pretty- yeah I like that one it was kind of it's 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 a really nice pick me up after um, Looper after Looper yeah because it's, it's almost it's probably the most dream theatre of all the tracks and I yeah. do hear a lot of a lot of dream theatre but that one because it's got a little bit of a harder edge to it, yeah. uh, as well as being a little chilled. It was and, I'll, and I'll give this a um, a six. Okay, I'll give it a six. I guess. Okay. 
yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll ch- I think I'll chime in with you there. I think I'll give it a six as well. Um, and for favorite track, probably Thunder High on the Mountain. Thought that was really cool. cool. Okay, thought that was really cool. All right, so uh, a little bit Black Sabbathy or something. Yeah, I, Black Sabbath Riffy, meets, once meets again, Alter Bridge. Once again, the riffs coming in a lot more than leads. Yeah. in this album, which like, fair, what do whatever you want. I can, <laughs> I can jam with it. Yeah. I can jam with it. Yeah. All right, so. Um, just recently we've kind of been doing this a little bit where um, Dylan perhaps you had time and I didn't to to go in detail on an, an additional new release so um, I'm going to maybe let you take the reins on this one but we're going to talk about uh, Hold On To Your Heart by The Exerts yeah, which I came guess, out this week also I guess it's time yeah I guess it's time so yeah a plucky, little plucky band that could from Scotland oh god yeah did you hear the the stuff they had previously done. Yeah, I listened to that album, um, the, the the last one. Pretty good, but I kind of passed through it, you know. Yeah, agreed. I, that was my sentiment. I, on it I didn't as well. think it was quite a game changer. Well, when you well, see, I you went know. into it for some reason expecting, probably because the recommendation came from Sam Carter of Architects, and because they're country folk of Sucio Pero and uh, Biffy Claro. Mm. I kind of expected one thing. Maybe didn't get that particular thing, but. Still found it a pleasant listen. Uh, there were some songs. There was one song actually that I, the, the lead single from that album that I really liked. I uh, can't think of the name yeah, of it off yeah. the top of my head, but uh, you know that that I oh. went into my re- regular rotation. So I was, you know, curious, very curious to see where they went with this most recent one. And I have listened to it, but I, I'll, you've listened to it far more than I have. Yeah, done, yeah. So. Um, when you listen to this first off, I get a sense that um, they kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. Now, just all of a sudden. They really, really know their stuff, and they can hold it with the best of them. In, okay. In, in the um, it's weird because this is, it sounds like an Americana album, like a very kind of, of the Bruce Springsteen lineage. Oh yeah, I mean Brucey, Brucey was the number one. But it's also quite English at that. Yeah, I think this sits somewhere right in the middle between, um, Bruce, yes, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. the Gaslight Anthem, the Menzingers that crowd and Keen Coldplay Bush Snow Patrol especially Bush and, and bands like that uh, Bush as in uh, Brit Rock you know early Brit Rock yeah Bush. well I, w- I would have said less I would have said more the piano driven like balladry of the mid 2000s that was so popular for a while uh, yeah I mean to, to kind of really pick from stuff I really liked mm-hmm. in Ireland uh, you know you know a lot of the balladies of Kopech too or it used to do yeah yeah a lot of that stuff yeah okay fair yeah. alright I hear you so I got a lot of it a lot of that okay. kind of well driven high spirited youth from this album yes which is something it, at least song two starts with, starts with that kind of energy yeah I love I love the dark I love yeah, that, uh, that that's opener really was, cool was, had some lovely chords in it and then yeah Daydream is kind of weird I didn't expect Daydream at all no. like, and it just fired on all cylinders and it, yeah. it doesn't quite stop for the whole album at that pace, yeah, uh, it, it it certainly it certainly has a playbook that it definitely sticks to that. Yeah, it's like here's the emotional catharsis that they're trying to get out, and mm. that's what they stick to as the lyrical inspiration. Just vibe, the whole vibe is centered around that. Yeah, um, really cool. Kind of kind of dark at some points. Yeah, kind of dark. Um, yeah. very very not sorrowful, sorrowful, but a bittersweet. It's definitely... It's emotionally charged. And yeah. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. The amount is... Like, the, the title of the album probably says it all, Hold On To Your Heart. It's it's definitely emotion. It's it's in a similar way to um, the second and most recent album by Sucio Pera, which I think actually also had heart in the name, if I'm not mm. totally mistaken. Um, it was yeah. called... Uh, oh, no. I don't know. Oh, sorry. It's not here on Spotify. What the hell? There's hardly any Sucio Pera on Spotify. That is a, dis- a disgrace but anyway yeah there's that, that, something, something to do with the heart as well yeah um, it's the kind of music where if you're recently going off if you're going off a breakup mm. you're gonna have an awful time with this album huh. it's gonna fucking shred you to pieces yeah um, but if you are newly in love or just in love it will uh, really really Bo- boy I, you maybe, yeah, yeah really boy you yeah yeah um, did you so obviously you really enjoyed this I, I quite did yeah. I, I'm not totally into this music for the most part but yeah. I really enjoyed the energy and it's it's very it's very deceivingly creative at parts like the guitar work is not just full chords mm. as you'd expect because um, early darkness 
yeah. was very much kind of like this. I yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I need to. I've listened like to it stuck twice. On, stuck on you and songs like that. Yeah, but I really need. I, t- I feel like there's something that I'm I'm missing maybe a little bit because anytime I've listened to it, it just it just hasn't struck me as particularly interesting. Like all the constituent parts are there. There's big yeah. choruses, but okay. chord chord progression wise, it all seems very. I think four chord wonder. No, I think there's a bit big more. Major. I think there's of, a bit more. That's maybe that's what I need to just like dig into yeah. a little bit more to try and to try and get to because yeah. it, it, it's not yeah. it's not surface level. Mm. Even though the song subject matter would lead you to believe mm. it could be anything from a lovelorn artist. Yeah, um, but it's not. I think there's a lot on just under the surface. I was beginning listen. to hear it definitely on that. Uh, I think it was that second to last track. Um. Um, I got a lot earlier than that, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, there was a night. There was a really nice part towards the end of the, the the sort of middle eight. I think it was in actually we're gonna live, and it just was. It just struck me. It was a little bit out of left field, and it was really really cool and interesting. But I think I need to. I think I need to go back through it a little bit more. It reminds me a little bit of um, White Lies as well, yeah. just without the synthesizers. But yeah, yeah. you know, less new wavy, but a similar approach to songwriting. Yeah, um, more on the Bruce. Side of things, yeah, one, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that's got to be influential, especially the the slight, um, I don't know, uh, electronic elements, the synthy bits, yeah, the bells, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. nice. I really like that bit. Yeah, um, reminds me a lot of Andrew WK actually. Really, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, little bits. Do you hear the comparison with with uh, the the like Snow Patrol Keen comparison? Um, more Keen. Okay, but this is better. This is this is, this this is, is probably better. This yeah. is this is you can tell they're a very hard rocking band. Yeah, playing playing lighter rock. Yeah, like they have absolute energy underneath all this stuff, and mm. they're they're riffing quite along with stuff you wouldn't expect. Yeah, riffs to be a plenty in, like um, uh, the mid the middle eighth or at least the middle part too feels like I'm falling in love, where it kind of stops. Does mm. that that that's that was a really nice surprise, and there's mm. a lot of nice surprises in this. Um, I think the songs are are quite varied. Are actually quite varied for being the same same sort of subject matter, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I would say that a lot. I mean, it's uh, like this sort of the it's bookended by two really slow numbers, and then yeah. it's kind of mid to slightly up tempo, um, bittersweet power ballads. I mean, power ballads is really what they are. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, hold on to your heart, especially that. Yeah. Um, like I think I don't think the album lands quite well. Show me, your, show, show me beautiful show, and cry. Yeah, yeah. probably the weakest track. Just bef- everything before that is at at the same pace. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely the ones that I enjoyed most are probably what are I don't know, but probably the singles, which are feels like falling in love, first kiss, feeling and crazy. Uh, what uh, do you think of Drive Me Wild and that sax? Oh, off the off yeah. the bat. I remember sax. the sax kicking in and being like, "There we go. There's something to hold on yeah. to. There's something I can hang my hat on." That's yeah, that's nice. That was cool. Great. So, I mean, a step up for the excerpts then in in your book. It was uh, the sax done by the guy who did uh, the guitarist of Black Peaks, I believe. Really? So, yeah, their contemporaries are in the shadows (laughs) around them. Go figure. I didn't know he played the sax. Yeah, go figure. Hopefully we hear a little bit more saxophone on Black Peaks next album. Yeah. Um, Great. Really cool album. A lot of energy. Um, Not the kind of stuff I'd expect from January off the bat. Mm. So that's, that's awesome. So it feels like a summer album. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This is definitely a, a soundtrack into your possible 2018, yeah. if, you, if, if, if you so desire. That kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I hope this as well for them. Um, it's something I'm going to have to just just slowly burn in my brain because it didn't it didn't make a, a hugely positive first impression. But that being said, you know, it's just maybe something I need to just ease myself into. I think so. So I, 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 I know wish you, them all I know the best. You, I know it. you like a lot of stuff, like White Lies and stuff like this. Yeah. So. And I, and I like the 59 Sand and I like I do like After the Party with the Men Singers and yeah. you know there's potential there's room yeah. for it to grow it just didn't 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 hit me around the face first time around but you know or first or second time around but anyway uh, what was your favourite track? Favourite track was ooh um, I like a lot of them I like a lot of them man hmm. um, like ooh um, I think who uh, Daydream Cool. It's going to be Daydream because that's the first one. First, yeah, one. that's a nice. It's that's first, the first impression. It feels like the first track after an intro. Uh, great. Okay. So, and uh, sorry, give it a score of ten. Uh, an eight. Okay. A, a very good eight. Great. 
I, I'm, I'm going to abstain as I say because I didn't really get a chance to properly look at this one yet um, right so let's that's it for new releases this week that's it for new releases for the for the first batch of 2018 yeah pretty strong contenders yeah pretty I strong pretty, uh, definitely divide, dividing opinion oh god in parts I'd have it no other way <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what we uh, what we do the show for so great and now we are going to take it all the way back to 2002 where the fuck are we going now? Yeah. <laughs> but Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. A place that you should know oh quite God. well. <laughs> Dylan's hometown. Um, but you don't. I don't know. Mm. Because you don't know karate. Because nobody knows karate. Because no. they're one of the most underappreciated bands of all time. Yeah. Um, they play, why are they? Please. Why are they unknown or why are they underappreciated? Well, I know just jack shit about this band. <laughs> But I like what I hear. But I don't know why I like what I hear. Why? Why explain? But I, I, I feel exactly the same as you. I, I came across this. But I used to do these Wikipedia deep dives. Um, that's how I came across, like Horse the Band, for example. Mm-hmm. And this was pre Spotify or whatever. So I would just download the entire discography of a band that I liked to look of or was kind of intrigued by. And Karate were this weird anomaly because they seem to be enjoyed by fans of bands like. Jawbox and Sunday Real Estate and um, okay. and uh, other you know and, and like the Sea and Cake and kind of post hardcore emo bands that I liked a lot but they were also a jazz band so I was like oh, this, this sounds really interesting um, so I downloaded their discography and Some Boots is just the one that happened to resonate with me the most is to the, their 2002 album but they're basically the cultiest of cult bands they've played in the sort of like they were a band for about a decade or just under and they played 700 shows oh my god <laughs> so they were prolific to say the least and they, they they played 700 shows and released six albums and basically didn't make hardly a dent in any scene at all what just, do the other what yeah. do the other albums sound like before we get into similar this. similar to this I mean what, what Karate do is they play guitar driven jazz inspired um well improvisational in, in feeling uh, rock music and then uh, Jeff Farina is the singer and he, he has a very distinctive voice it kind of sounds like an American version of Robert Smith from The Cure or you know? um, Man from Man is the Bear yep a little bit yeah. like that or, or similar-ish to Walter Schreifels from uh, yeah. Quicksand and Rival Schools yeah. you know almost like a conversational gruff but no not, not gruff um, yeah. but he, you know he's kind of he's straining he's got his own accent in what he sings um, oh totally yeah. uh, it, very intentionally jazzy as well even yeah. in the vocal yes as well exactly um, so that's that's kind of where I came in on them and, and I just yeah he's got a, I just think he's got a great command of of the guitar and he, he would want to because the songs are quite long the yeah. average song clocks in at around six and a half minutes and you know because it's a power trio it's just yeah. Jeff and the drummer and the bass player you know, it, it, gets, it like with Joe Satriani, I guess, but completely different. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it does. The songs live and die by the guitar, and I think yeah. he is a fantastic yeah. guitarist. Um, I, I think great a, a greater surprise in this kind of band was seeing like the subtle dynamic changes. Mm. Like, like I, I normally don't really point that out, mm. but the fact that they can handle being really powerful at very slight points yes just to punctuate the lyrics as well because the lyrics are very very um they're not scatterbrained just to sing over a song they're very intentionally placed over certain yeah chord elements yeah it doesn't yeah. they, they, they don't feel, they don't feel like verse chorus verse chorus kind of songs they're yeah. movements yeah. and they kind of sweep back yeah. and forth it's like this is what I'm saying and this is what you feel because of these chords right under it in this these few seconds. Yeah. yeah. And then you might you might get just really really minimal instrumentation, and then there'll be a swell on the cymbals, mm-hmm. and and then a, and then a release, and a, or a bit of uh, a bit of like delay or reverb or certain effects mm. that the guitars give at a very brief points that give it a lot a lot of levity. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's quite cinematic, honestly, especially considering it's just the three instruments. But I do think you know like they. It, more than anything else I think the songs evoke uh, films for me like uh, In Hundreds is almost has this kind of spy feel to it and then there's like a <laughs> is that the second song or uh, no 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 that's like song five or something and then yeah. Air- Airport almost has this like just real 70s um, almost like a porn kind of wow like oh, yeah. a... definitely had a black exploitation kind of yeah 
yeah, 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 yeah. Feel to it. Yeah, right, like the Roger Moore James Bonds. But, um, yeah, and then, like, overall as well, I would say that the album feels like a, almost like a documentary. Like, it's like a, it's like a fish, like a fly-on-the-wall fisheye lens of it what it was like to be a struggling, you know, person, musician, artist mm. in the 90s and late 90s early 2000s yeah. when this album was put together it's so weird um, I, I like the first half a lot mm. and I don't dislike the second half but I don't kind of get what they're doing yeah I hear you they get really odd and experimental at the end part yeah well like it doesn't plot to a standstill but it really like yeah I think I think I, itself we we've talked a lot about night albums or whatever. I think I think karate are a night band. Like they just their songs just sound better when the atmosphere is totally relaxed. Yeah. Um like Corduroy is the second to last song. I think it's like seven minutes, but it's mm-hmm. just it's just this really gentle kind of lullaby. Yeah. And then that leads you into Remain Relaxed, which I think is about an ex girlfriend of Jeff's that ends up becoming a heroin addict or something. Yeah. And it like just just sort of washes out into the ether. There was a song, I can't remember which one, because um, I was just listening to it off, off yeah. in one set. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe the fourth or fifth song. Okay. Where it reminds me a lot of the Red Hot Chili Peppers porcelain in its, in, in its very quiet drums. Could have been South. Yeah, I think the song it was, was yeah. like, in the South, they just don't work. You know? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was so slight and joy and very joyful as well yeah 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 it felt good <laughs> it's like a sun scorched mm-hmm. feel to some of this yeah it feels I mean, like not, not yeah. in the Mac DeMarco sense no but different like in the sense of really bitter and normally really cold Bostonites going to like Alabama or something yeah. you know like it, it always feels like like it's people who are super neurotic and um edgy try, like making deliberately making an effort to be relaxed yeah very fish out of water kind of music yeah it's kind of weird. so even even when the song structures are stretched like you know kind of molasses or something it's mm-hmm. still there's there's still something interesting going on even if it's subtle the whole time yeah okay and there's these really long extended and they're the most distorted parts usually the guitar mm. chords are like clean yeah but when Jeff does a solo he kind of he, he hits the distortion pedal the Hendrix it. mode yeah, yeah right Hendrix mode mm. um, I don't want to call them guitar theatrics but but I think there's yeah, a lot of talent there, in what he does there's a bit of Hendrix in this yeah. absolutely actually yeah, yeah, like, yeah like given he's the guitarist as well as the vocalist right correct so yeah yeah and um, and lyrically I think it, 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 it does evoke that time as well or just of being personal without being too on the nose or like too obvious as to what exactly he's talking about yeah like that 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 first song original spies even though the lyrics kind of make no sense it still fills me with a weird sense of perseverance or optimism optimism or something i think it's just the way that the way he words it yeah 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 even though it's kind of sounds like nonsense it's just the way that he sings it the way that he words it and then yeah. this the, the, his great command yeah. of chords it, it, it's kind of related it reminds me of uh, what Haley did in the After Laughter album yes exactly it's like that's a very depressing album like lyrically on, but mm, vocal delivery can change it that song was that song on 26 or something uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly it's, it's all about it's all about being able to create a feeling regardless of what you're playing and singing it's, it's, it's a gestalt of all of those things at once and I think you know for all of you you could you could cross section karate and just pull out one slice and be like I don't get it it's just like a running bass line some really minimalistic drums and like a couple of jazzy seventh guitar chords I don't get what makes it so special but when you listen to some boots from start to finish Mm -hmm. you come away and you're like I feel like I've had an experience somehow listening to this and their album art feeds into that their album art is always really really sparse it'll be like one big blue square with like a building just in the corner <laughs> it, it was very <laughs> and you're like it's very moody very, it's very moody yeah know? it's moody yeah that's what I like about it actually the moodiness and I think that's what brings in those fans of like American football and um, and, and Joe Box and, van, and bands like that because like the, the sort of post hardcore kids because you're like you know it's not just it's not just jazz, baby. Mm-hmm. There's a moodiness to it. There's a, I don't. It's not sinister. It, it's, no, it's not. It's not. But it's um. There's an emotional jeopardy to it somehow. You know, yeah. like, it feels it's like empty you, beach. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like, but why is it empty though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like like actually like, like well like Neil Young and the Beach. I always felt like there was yeah, exactly a melancholy that. to Neil Young. I totally um, have that feeling. That you and even though he did play sort of some some of the stuff that he played was straight up country. Yeah. You would always go, I enjoy this more than I enjoy straight up country because it feels like <laughs> there's a sadness deep in Neil Young that even though it, 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 I can't quite place it, but I feel like it's there. Yeah, it just felt real. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. And George Farina, I just think feels like a genuine guy. Yeah. Um. He's got a ton of personality, and I think Sun Boots is a great way to the great musicians that. behind him as well. Like yes. the yes. very not under understated, but they work in. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to. That's the thing about about any trio is that everyone has to be incredibly locked in, or it just falls apart. Yeah, or just jazz centric bands have to be absolute. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so did you did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy I, your I time did. with Sun Boots? I, I enjoyed it the second time around a lot more. Actually, I, I got it. I actually yeah. got it where the first time I was like I can't I can't I can't head or, heads or tails this at any point yeah but when I know where it's going I think I can enjoy it a lot yeah. more like a it's narrative not, yeah, like yeah. a narrative it's not something that I it, like karate's not something that I dip into all the time it's just like once or twice a year the thing the only thing that will scratch that itch for me is karate yeah. like I was reading to it and that was that was a great atmosphere to read to it but yes yeah it was good awesome okay so if you're looking to chill out in Early noughties Boston. Yeah. There's your for whatever way, reason. Yeah. <laughs> there's your one way ticket. Dismemberment plan. That's another band that that, that kind of remind me of this, especially okay. in okay. the evoking of a time and a place. Um, so yeah, nice so, pick, man. Thanks for that. Thank you, and I can't wait to see what you come up with for um, our next show. Yes. Yeah. So I guess we'll see everybody in two weeks' time. Yeah. Where we'll be back with even more super Huge exciting albums. Shit. Huge stuff. Could yeah. could stuff. I hope. Hopefully, doesn't. Flat, fall flat on its face but uh, yeah because yeah, yeah. important shit coming up we're gonna have to start compiling our top 20s now the yeah. short the short list begins now yeah um, okay so thanks so much for joining us again um, just a couple of a few AOBs before we finish um, as always if you just search Kill Shuffle on Spotify you can listen along with us that's what we use to uh, to catch up on the albums before the show it's all there it's all there and uh, we are now on social media at long last Mm-hmm. so we're just Kill Shuffle on Facebook Kill Shuffle on uh, Twitter you'll see the little Shuffle logo um, at us at us all you want yeah. uh, we will respond I will get tired of it <laughs> okay so uh, thanks a million and we'll see you next time bye see you guys.